All right, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 27 of Blowing Wind with the Great Southern Brain Fart. Since being strong-armed into finally giving them a listen, Walking Papers very quickly became one of my favorite bands. And in 2018, the band released one of my top albums of the year with WP2. The band has since had a successful opening slot with Alice in Chains, a successful headlining tour of Europe, and now they're back on U.S. soil touring as direct support for Miles Kennedy. This is my second time talking with Walking Papers singer, songwriter, guitarist, all-around awesome, badass Jeff Angel. So, Jeff, welcome back, man. It's good to talk to you. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So, 2018, man, has been um, a hell of a year for Walking Papers, dude. Like, I mean... Was it was this the kind of was this kind of what you were expecting out of? Or I mean, were you were you expecting to be this busy? Well, expectations lead to disappointment. <laughs> I was expecting to be snorting blow out of the cleavage of a of supermodels, or out of I was looking for. I expected to snort blow out of out of the cleavage of a supermodel's cleavage <laughs> in the back of a limousine while driving from one of my. Uh, elegant mansions to another at this point but you know by having those expectations all i get to do is tour around playing you know fulfilling my passions on stages across the globe but you know i'll settle for that <laughs> you know that's so funny I, I don't know if it was the last time we we talked on, on on the podcast or if it was when we were just talking like like just between the two of us but it's isn't it funny how like because we're we're very close in age in the sense that like our our youthful twenty seven. I mean, it's beautiful. You know, twenty seven. Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm you know, I mean, I'm twenty nine. So being you know two years older than you, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close in age. You know, <laughs> but isn't it funny like how our expectations of or like you know I, I feel like when we were growing up as 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 youthful rockers and kids you know we're like looking at you know metal edge and all the magazines and you know everything is hollywood the sunset strip you know chicks with big tits all over you and whatever da, 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 da. and then like you get older when you're 12 yeah exactly when you're 12 that's important shit right oh there, are you, you know? kidding it's way more important than how well you can play <laughs> You know, but then yeah. when you're 45, you're like schlepping it in a van and, you know, going from show to show. But like you said, you know, you're getting to kind of live your your passions. So it's like in some ways there's like. The, now, these are the tough decisions we make in life. Is it do I want a sleeve tattoo or do I want a Gibson Les Paul custom? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the guy's got to, you know, sooner or later figures out what kind of duty is and you follow the path. Well, so being the musician that you are, I mean, like from your perspective, I mean, like, cause I'm not being interviewed. So, you know, this is all about you here. So where did that, that line, where did that path start to change for you? Where you were just kind of like, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like, well, like where did your objectives and your, you know, everything start to kind of, where, where did that path fork off for you? Well, I actually was on that path first. I was I was always on the, you know, music was always my best friend, but I do think as hormones kicked in and I started growing hair in funny places that I started <laughs> thinking about other things, you know, and uh, I mean, definitely, you know, rock and roll opened some doors for me that maybe wouldn't have been open to a skinny dude with no chin and, you know, uh, 
weird, big, huge nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that I'm grateful for that. That just, you know, what is it? The Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss thing or whatever seems to be on the table in the dialogue lately. And I think I just did naturally, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and for me, it actually, you know, delivered me most of the best people in my life and probably pulled me, you know, kept, you know, created a bubble for me to, a force field for me to live in, you know, a few times in my life. So I don't know that I've ever been too far off that path, but there's definitely been some times where, I, you know, I might have got drunk and became more handsome, stronger <laughs> and rich. But, you know, <laughs> my reality has always been pretty, you know, based in that, you know, music is more of a spiritual to me rather than a means to an end yeah see that's actually really cool because you know like when i think about playing music in general kind of like to echo back to what you're saying like you know i can remember being in 19 years old and you know girls not even looking twice at me and then all of a sudden you know you'd be on stage with a band and you'd get off stage and then two girls would come over and talk to me and i'd go oh so this is what it's about. Okay. So this is how this works. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and so well, that's a big difference between you and me, Don, because I don't even remember being 19. Ah! <laughs> Dude, the, 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 the senility of, of being the rock star on the road has kicked in for you at a much earlier age. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I think I was just too fucked up to remember most of that, you know, See, or I've chosen not to, re- it's not to my advantage to say that I remember remember so it's funny yeah because i've been told that i have the most random memory of shit but like i i was one of those guys that you know like i i, I did everything in extreme moderation because i think i was i'm you know i'm not really a control smart. Fr- yeah and i'm not <laughs> you were smart yeah it's like it's and not like so much that i'm a control freak but like i'm a i'm a quality control freak if that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. so it's like you know i feel like if i was surrounded by people who weren't you know especially in in bands or whatever who weren't paying as good attention to the quality control of whatever we were doing i was like i took it upon myself to be the one to do that so i was always the sober one i was the one that settled up with the club owners while like my singer was you know, getting hand jobs mm-hmm. behind the venue, you know, <laughs> you know and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. you know, but I mean, um, but well, you know, that's, you guys tend to do better now, especially in this world. It seems like, you know, these days you have to do all of that. You oh, know, there's no not being everything kind of anymore. Yeah. So to be a social media master, a fucking, you know, a lot of responsibility laid on the shoulders of, if people are looking to get into music to avoid responsibility, they're they're barking up the wrong tree. Oh, absolutely. You know? And I mean, matter of fact, it's so funny because, um, you know, we both pro- both remember, you know, the days of you know, record companies just throwing like wads of, you know, huge advances at a band and, you know, putting, getting them on a tour bus and then putting them out on the road on an arena tour and this, that, and the other, you know, and, and you had a manager and you had this, you had that. And, and it just seems like as musicians nowadays, um, especially younger musicians who are kind of birthed into this, it's, it's all they know. But for guys like you and me, it, in some ways we somehow lucked out in the sense that we acquired enough knowledge over time and paid enough attention to 
the change in the scope and in the you know climate of the business or whatever to acquire the things that we need to do so that we could do them ourselves as opposed to, you know, you have to be a lot more self-reliant it seems than it you, you used to have to be. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is maybe a good thing, but you know, it's all risk and reward. I don't, you know, at, at one point, you know, those guys weren't giving that money away. They were only doing it when it made money. And now that it's not, they're not going to give it away, you know? So it's not that they're the devil more. The devil is just, you know, nature's a, uh, nature and evolution sometimes is really painful, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, think of the snake that's crawling around on its belly somewhere while some lizard's got legs, you know? What mm. a pain in the ass that must be. <laughs> I mean, you ever, you know, you have any idea how hard it must have been for Tyrannosaurus to go to a fucking tennis, Tyrannosaurus Rex, goes to a restaurant and his fucking arms, he can't reach the, you know, he can't reach the silverware on the table. <laughs> My friend, I used you to know? say, could you imagine him, like being like being a T-Rex and needing to masturbate? Like that would have sucked you. It would have been like, God. Just... Hey, I saw that meme, but I'm trying to keep this, this podcast decent. You know, they're, you know, our mothers might listen in. Dude, uh, Jeff, if our mothers haven't aren't privy to how we've turned out at this point, I think, you know, there's something <laughs> wrong, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you had a great tour with Alice in Chains. You guys were like, I mean, that, I mean, obviously, you know, I saw the show in Atlanta and you guys were fucking fantastic. Um, but that, that that's a rough crowd, man. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty rough crowd. And you guys managed to pull it off. Um, Oh, thank you. How did you, uh, I mean, how did you, how did you go into it? You know, like, did you just go into it every night? Just kind of like, you know, Hey, you know, this is, this is our 40 minutes or so. This is a walking paper set, you know, like take it or leave it. I think crowds, crowds can smell fear. You know what I mean? And they can also smell if they're being lied to. I don't know. Actually, that's not true. Maybe, you know, they can smell fear for sure. But sometimes some people are pretty good at, you know, pulling a trick on an audience and the audience is sometimes never the wiser. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you have a good trick, you're probably not afraid. You know what I mean? But I, I just think in our thing, we're just kind of like, you know, if you're going to definitely walk onto enough stages, to me, it's harder to play to a small, you know, if you get, we're going to a campfire and three people look at me and go, hey, you play songs, right? Sing us a song. To me, that's more terrifying than walking onto a stage in front of a bunch of people. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> you know to, to, when there's a bunch of people there, you're like, look at me. I have arrived. Thank you are all here to witness it. Oh, Thank man. You. A 15-minute open mic me. is way harder than, like, a 45-minute show in front of, like, you know, 50, 60 people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Thank God that's over. <laughs> well, so, I mean, so did, was there any, at any point during the tour, was there any kind of push pull kind of between the audience and the band. Like, I mean, you know, you hear a lot of times about bands sometimes going out on the road with a band and they'll, they'll be like, you know, in certain aspects of, or certain parts of the country we did really well. And then there'll be a couple of shows where we were kind of heckled or whatever like that. And like, um, no, I've never been, uh, if they, they better look out if they heckle me, I got my responses already and they're going to make themselves look like an asshole real quick. <laughs> you know? So I've learned that, learned that trick a long time ago. And the guy with the microphone usually wins, but, um, that was a lesson I was I always just, taught. The, 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 the people always told yeah. me, they said, Don, just remember you're the one with the mic. <laughs> you know? yeah, I think that, uh, 
I, I don't know, you know, different crowds are different. And so, you know, audience, you know, so it goes back to expectations again. It's like, you know, if there, some crowds really love what you do, but some people don't shake their hands or throw their fists in the air. Right. I politely clapped, but I'm not a fist pumper. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you're looking out at the audience and they're not pumping their fists, that doesn't mean they're not enjoying what you're doing. You know? Oh, and so, yeah. I mean, when they are, it's easy to go, hey, they like us, you know? But sometimes you'll go, you'll see your line of people buying your records and stuff is a, is a lot bigger sometimes from an audience that you might have got read them wrong and go, man, I'm not really, can't get these people to react you know, right. and it's a lot of that I think has to do with community and where you're at in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to fucking, you know, Spain or some, some or Italy, these people will be f- clawing at you. You know what I mean? But they ain't going to buy shit cause they don't have money. Right. You know? And their, but their society is, they need the release more than someone else. And maybe their society encourages a little bit more, you know, it's not as critical, but then maybe you go to Germany or something where they might be standing there you know, really reserved and watching you play. And then their society is very, you know, like it's very reserved. And then, but then, you know, they're happy to buy all your records. So it's like, it's just different places. I mean, even, and I grew up in in Seattle and Seattle's always been a tough crowd. I mean, I think after the, there was a hangover after the grunge thing to where everybody there, you know, kind of has their arms folded and the only band they care about is the one that they're in. You know, but then sooner or later you'll break through and you'll find your real people, you know, mm-hmm. and then if you just keep at it and then you find your audience and then it's like, it's, it's different, you know, and your audience is often not the people in the scene. It's, you know, just real people that like music, you know? And so going through these places in different places, different towns are different and they're hard, you know, some, you know, if you're in Los Angeles and you're in New York, like we are tonight, you know, you got people, they have so many things that they can do. They don't really need you know, you're not going to get away with a two hour set, you know? Right. But if you go to some, if you're in the middle of somewhere and they got nothing else going on, you know, they might want you to play three hours. Right. Oh, absolutely. In Moscow, Idaho, you know what I mean? And, and then they're loving it because they don't get it all the time, you know? Oh yeah. These, these are the things that, you know, there's so many variables and all this shit that it's like, it's, you know, catastrophizing the performance or trying to mind read and project what those people are thinking is kind of a exercise in futility, I think. So with the European tour, go up there and do the best you can. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like with the European tour, I mean, I mean, is that kind of what you're hinting at a little bit in some ways? Like what we were just talking about is that like, was that? I think it's all, I mean, I think it's all these towns everywhere in Mm -hmm. America. I mean, I'm seeing on this tour, you know? And so it's like, I just don't, it's not, but I have never, we're never getting the negative reaction. You know I mean? Some people might not like what we're doing, but they don't tend to like flip a shit. They just kind of, you know, wait for the next band, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. I think is that, you know, that's a gracious, elegant way to handle it. And, you know, I mean, people are so off of like, you know, it's such a, you know, that's a lot of the world these days everybody likes to bitch about what they don't like rather than rave about what they do like you know and i think you know tired of hearing people whining about what they don't like tell me what you like inspire me don't fucking bum me out you know what i mean it's it's uh, yeah yeah absolutely so and i try to you know i'm a bummer myself so i'm but i often you know if i'm looking at a band that i think that has nothing to offer me then i'm kind of going yeah drummer's good i like that drummer Oh yeah. 
you know, I kind of go like, hey, you know, do I like the singer's voice? I, instead of going, the singer's sucks. You know, I want to go, man, that's kind of, you know, I like that progression. Yeah. yeah you know, right. or it sounds good in here. Or, or like, damn, or that dude's got a great talking. great guitar tone. Or, <laughs> you know, like, I like, or you're like, hey, Red Bull tastes good. I'm going to go get one of those, you know. <laughs> but I don't have to go and make these guys feel like shit. You know what I mean? You know? Oh, yeah. No, it's so funny. If, we're not, if it's not constructive criticism what's the fucking point yeah you know it, it was like i just i, I just made a comment the uh, not too long ago on on my um on on, on the, the 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 brain fart facebook page where um i had um given um a, uh, an album you know, you know kind of a bad review because you know it was it wasn't a very good record you know so but you know i didn't go beat the hell out of it but i was just like you know what they're great players but you know, I just don't think that the singer's very good. I don't think they have very good songs. It's just, you know, my thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not what I'm into. And I noticed that That's your job. So, That's many, your job, though. <laughs> so many people just came in and just comment. I had more comments. No, no, not at all. They're, they're like a smaller band out of, you know, they're one of these like new wave of traditional metal bands that's been out for, you know, you know, you know a few years or whatever, you know, maybe seven years, eight well, years I mean, or whatever. I a big band like I'm a, well, I mean, do they got I don't know. I think you can punch up. You're allowed to punch up. You're not allowed to punch down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean, they're not like locals. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, mm. so, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're pretty established, you know, in their, in, 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 in their genre, you know, but what I, what I just found fascinating was that just the, uh, the general population came in and commented and kind of started conversations. And I was like, you know what? Like, if you, I wish more people would come in and have this same energy and say, like when I like something or when I say something yeah. really good, because it's like, you know, it, you know, and I jokingly said, I guess I need to start reviewing more crappy bands in order to get people to talk to me, you know, because it's like, well, that's you know, the world, that's the world we live in right now. People celebrate this fucking tearing shit down. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? You know what I mean? It's like that's part of the that's the fucking question. It's like if, if you're tearing something down, you know, if, I'm, if you're tearing something down because you want to rebuild something better, you know, then go ahead. If you're tearing something down to serve, you know, how tell let everybody know how important and superior and how much better you would have done it, then you're kind of a dick. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like if it's a person's tearing it down to, uh, you know, if the people are trying to do something with about – you know, what can they do to make the world a better place or whatever, if they're identifying a problem so that they can make some kind of effort in solving it, then, hey, go ahead. I don't know. But who am I to tell people, people do whatever the fuck you want, people, as long as it don't hurt me <laughs> and my people that I care about. You know and, that's, I mean? and that's and that's that's exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, it just, is it is your, I mean, it is your blog, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. You know, you know, and I mean, and that's kind what of, you want. they have the right, you know what they, what musicians should start doing is, re, is reviewing blogs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. I'll do my review of the 10 best and worst blogs of the, you know, interviews, Dude. because I guess some part is like, at least you actually did your right. Some people just take your fucking press release and just really print it verbatim. And you know, they didn't listen to your record or nothing. They just did you know, copied and pasted that shit, and they're acting like they're, in, uh, which I'm grateful for because it gets the word out. Right. But, um, you know, are they a journalist? 
Ah, that's a reach. You know, but you I know. always, I always told people that. I said, I said, there, there, there's, there's a huge difference between, you know, because that was the other thing is that people always, you know, I guess, I guess it's a, it's a big, in, they think it's a big insult to me when they go, they go, you're like the worst journalist ever. I go, you know what? I'm not a journalist, man. I'm a writer. There's two different, they're two completely different things. Like, you know, I didn't study journalism, but I'm a writer. I'm a songwriter. I'm a music writer. I'm a, you know, like. Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, like, like I, you know, I, I journal, I, so really like I write, I just share my personal thoughts based on what I am listening to. So when I review an album, like I've listened to it front to back and like created my own, Good man. you know, my own opinion on it. And so that's what I always tell people. I was like, you know, if, if you don't like it or don't like my opinion, don't come at me with some insult that's just going to make me laugh. Like, challenge me, man. Like, just be like, you know, or, you know, or like debate with me. Be like, you know what? This, this isn't their best album, but you should check this out by them. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. But if you come up at me and you go, oh, you're some troll that lives in your mom's basement. I'm like, no, man, I live in my wife's basement. You know, so like... <laughs> You know, you know, you're, 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 you're not insulting me, you know, like, you know, like it's just, you know, well, you know what? I actually saw this thing the other day and I, 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 well, I don't know if you're, but I, um, did you know about the, uh, Eminem machine gun Kelly, uh, feud? I, you know, I know a little about it. Educate me here, Jeff. <laughs> well, you know, the machine gun Kelly said some shit like he's obviously, a fan of uh, Eminem, right? He even says it in his song. Right. But he um, said that he thought Eminem's daughter was hot. And would, so maybe even in a crude way, not like she's an attractive young lady, <laughs> but he might have said I've, something in a way that wasn't as nice. And Eminem came back at him, and then he went back at Eminem, and then Eminem came back. But, but I thought the best retort was he said, uh, you can't say anything about me. I haven't already thought about myself. You're just wasting your time. You know, he's like, I'm my worst critic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I lose you in the elevator, I'll be right back out. Like, so, this is <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we're going down there. Here we are. We're on the first floor. You, you know, it's, it's not a very good elevator, so I don't think we'll have a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's not one of those heavily mirrored ones either, you know, where there's like 20 of you in the room, you know? So, you know. Um, no, but, this one, uh, they didn't bother with mirrors. They didn't bother with cleaner either. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how is, how is the European headline run, man? Like, cause like you went from doing like 40 minute sets to actually going out and actually being able to do like a full show, man. Was it... Is do is doing a full or longer set any more liberating than playing for like 35, 40 minutes or is it like, yeah, I love doing a longer set. I think that we're able to, I think our band's a dynamic, complicated band. I think we have a lot to what we do and I don't think that that's all that's easy to uh, get through in a, not even in a 45 minute set, you know, it's like shit, it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I think I made seven albums. You know, if you, we can go from a alt country tearjerker to a you know a punk rock wrist litter. You know what I mean? Right, right. To a to a you know deep heavy bluesy 
bridge jumper. You know what I mean? Right. But, so it's like, you know, the only thing we don't do is happy songs. So I guess, <laughs> but to, to, to explore those dynamics in a set is, a, you know, having a little more time to do it is a, something that I actually look forward to. And also, you get out here, I kind of, the only exercise I get is parading around like a princess on stage. So it's like, that's right. It's nice to have a little more time to to do that. I always loved your your um, your stage presence from the first time I saw you guys. Like, I, I you've definitely got the, you know you've definitely got a swagger to you, you know. But you know, there's something about having it, it's 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 weird. It's like there's this fine line of being like confident and being you know completely stoic or, or like being like so over the top that you're like just rolling your eyes, you know? And like, uh, your presence definitely comes across as a natural, um, presence. Um, this last time I saw you, you, you didn't play. I don't think you played any guitar at all. Cause, uh, you were mainly just singing. Um, do you prefer being guitarless on stage so that you can kind of be the front man or do you, kind of miss or kind of no, I don't like prefer certain. it but I like cha- I like to change it up that's like saying what do I like better you know uh, strawberries or bananas you know they're both good right you know? I just want to try different you know different things you know I mean of course then there is strawberries you have to pick that little weedy thing off the top you know <laughs> that is kind of an inconvenience but then in a banana you know after you peel it out you're like what do I do with the peel you know what I mean and then you know it's there's the challenges and the you know you're always looking at what it is you miss from the other thing but i'm kind of just i don't know i'm a fan of having a good time and it's all good so yeah i guess what's cool about it is i get to have different experiences where some guys may have never been a front man they've only enjoyed being a guitar player and some guys might have only been a good they never know what the other experiences and i kind of think it's i'm fortunate to be able to enjoy a few different ways of going about ways of going about it and it keeps it interesting for me you know yeah you don't know how many times like you you know with me being the the singer in my band singer slash guitar player like sometimes in my mind i've always i've wondered like oh man i wonder if i should do the kip winger thing and get like the the headset mic so i can like you know pirouette around the stage and you know but you know i don't know i don't know if that would work yeah i never i've never (laughs) asked myself that question (laughs) Dude, thanks for stranding me here alone in the desert. <laughs> yeah, that's never been cool. I don't know. But, I, you know, I don't think there is definitely some limits to that. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, I can kind of wag the dog a little bit if I'm playing guitar, mm-hmm. you know. But I, um, I'm kind of, I don't know. It's all cool. We just try different things. I think that, you know, sometimes you can't be everything all the time you know you gotta choose your battles so are you touring with the same lineup right now that that you had when you were yeah. doing the Allison Chains because I, cause I know I know Walking Papers does kind of shift lineups from time to time get new guys in here you had that badass Southpaw guitar player you know here in Atlanta and um the lefty guy as well like you know um you know and, and I was just curious like you know by having that same lineup has there been been more of a feeling of 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 consistency for you to where you feel like you know like maybe we should stick to this or, or are you more of like a prefer a revolving door 
No, I think, I mean, that's the plan for now. I kind of like to, you know, get a good thing going, but at the same time, you know, I'm happy, you know, happy to make the most of whatever I have at a time, but I'm mm-hmm. always looking for, to, you know, have a fulfilling, more long-term thing with that. But, uh, you know, every, but at the same time, I learned a long time ago that you can't, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be prepared to pick it up and go on your own. You know what I mean? Right. If someone's going to, you know, some, at any moment, a dude could have a baby and it changes his life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or something like that, you know, or, or a guy could be injured in an accident or he could get some huge, you know, you get him out of here in front of a bunch of people and they get a super gig and then they're gone. But going through the process of learning new things and learning the strengths and weaknesses of a different player is fucking painful. You know what I mean? Oh. So once you got guys in there that you give them the keys to your house and, you know, and then they're in your domain and you like what they're bringing to the table and you get, you know, you, hopefully you can build off of that. You know, it sucks when you build something out and then you lose a guy and then you have to start over, you know, but oh. then again, every time you start, it's like with anything, you know, anytime, uh, you know, all the cliches of any time a door closes, another one opens, you know, and I think that that's true. Sometimes you lose a little here, you little lose a little, you gain a little here, but I think it's all dialectical. You know I mean? There's good and bad and everything. And one person can never be it. Another, thank God one person can never be another person because you get these different varieties of flavors to, you know, enjoy. And like, you know, sometimes the, um, best guy to play music with isn't always even like the, who's the strongest in musician. Sometimes it's like, who's the most supportive of what you're doing. Or sometimes it's who's the most versatile, you know, one guy might be amazing at, uh, shredding, but he's mm-hmm. got no finger picking. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, or but, some drummer might be like amazing, but like not have any swing, you know what I mean? Or whatever, yeah, you, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you ever tried to eat, cereal with a fork kind of sucks <laughs> but have you ever tried to fucking stick a spoon into a steak you know what i mean it's not <laughs> you're the king of analogies man <laughs> yeah i got analysis paralysis brother <laughs> dude i swear to god man you and me could probably talk in nothing but analogies like for like an hour because yeah. i'm the same way i always have one because actually it's really funny how you were talking about this because i um we lost our drummer like our drummer quit three days oh, after I you lost him like you guys went into a hotel and somewhere and then you came out and you're like where the fuck's the drummer uh-huh. like i leave i lose uh phone chargers did you know what i mean in some ways i, I probably lost your I would have rather have it done that way. But anyway, you know, so it's yeah, like, like you lost your drummer, like you left him in a hotel back in fucking like a Tucson, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, like, like, you know, like we, our drummer quit like three days after our, our album release show. And then all of a sudden we were like, fuck, that's always a, that's a good one. I love that one. Yeah. I was like, we were like, fuck, what do we do now? And then all of a sudden, like this guy, this friend of mine, who'd been coming out to our gigs, for like two years, it was like, you know, I haven't played drums in years, but I used to play drums in, in bands all the time when I was, you know, years ago. And, you know, and I love your music. So, you know, if you ever need a drummer, you know, let, give me a call. And so all of a sudden the drummer quits and I'm like, hey, man, guess what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And he came out and he kicks ass. He's amazing, you know. And so he's kind of taking us to this other level. So it's kind of like you said, like, you know, it was something that as the singer songwriter of, an, of a band, like 
it's like you you, you kind of like you said like you kind of have to be prepared for it but yet sometimes i don't feel like when that happened i didn't feel prepared for it you know and so it mm-hmm. but at the same time it doesn't it didn't make me feel like I had to put up my guard. It just made me kind of remember like, okay, dude, just remember shit like this can happen. And at some point you might be the only one left, you know? And if that's the case, you got to keep going, you know? And so, you know, it's an interesting lesson to learn along the way. Yeah. Can and will happen, Don. Oh, multiple times. I'm sure. So the current tour with Miles Kennedy, like how is that going so far? And how's the dynamic between, you know, the acts and the audience and whatnot? Oh, it's great. I mean, Miles, I've known him and stayed in touch with him for a while. And uh, uh, we did a tour. He was with Alter Bridge and Walking Papers and Aerosmith. And um, that was we, that's when we kind of made friends. And then um, I've always kind of stayed in touch with him, text him periodically to kind of, you know, let him know I'm rooting for him. And then mm-hmm. when the opportunity came up, he invited us out. So it was already friendly before we got here, you know, and then. Now it's just been a good, you know, been a good time, good run. He's introducing us to his people, and I think some of our people are showing up too. And and uh, so it makes for a good night of music. And, and it looks like good rooms too. It looks like you've been playing some like some some nice rooms. I know you guys are going to be out here uh, playing a good room, you know. So like it it, it it must be nice to be back out, like you know, playing some you know decent sized venues, you know. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's a, you never know. You know, it's all uh, take each day as it comes. And, you know, I'm blessed to be here. And, uh, you know, hell, if I, this was the end of my rock and roll career, it's all still been, a, I've had a, you know, at 27, I've had a lot more years. And, you know, some guys are done at 27. You know what I mean? And here I am at 27, holding strong. You know, <laughs> you're a rough looking 27. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I had to get I had to get my uh, I had to get my my, my stick in there somewhere. <laughs> no, that's all right. I like it. <laughs> well, so um, and then so tell me about the comic book, because this was something we talked about the last time we talked uh, the last time we talked. It was kind of it was still kind of in the works and now it looks like it's done and it's uh part of um the um uh oh not not a uh, part of uh, the pledge music campaign um so what's yeah. uh, it, so go into it yeah, a little more with me now that it's done a, well i met these guys and i knew them and they they were doing a comic and i was like hey man it's like i got the song you guys think you could make some with this i gave it to them they turned it into a comic which is cool. And then yesterday the guy contacted me to say that Mark Lanigan asked him to do a comic. So now I'm like, Hey, that's kind of cool that, you know, that's someone that I look up to and admire and somewhere he must've got wind that these guys made this comic and it was cool and decided they're going to do one about something. So, um, you know, I guess that's, you know, it's cool to see that, uh, you know, people that you respect or look up to are, you know, thinking that the moves that you're making are clever, you know, so that's a super but, uh, interesting concept. So is it is it based on a song or is it based on? Yeah, it's like it's to, it's just a song, and then it's put in. You know, that's the uh, I guess the plot of the comic, and then you know the you know it's, they did change the timeline, and the song's a little bit different. I forget they have a special name to where it's like when you start with the ending and then you go to the beginning or something. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I was happy to like pass the baton and let them do what they wanted to creatively with it and then i kind of just you know pined in and objected if i thought anything could be better but they, you know it was pretty effortless for me you know, so how was it to, like i had to break out a pen had to break out a pen and draw shit you know? 
wouldn't be a very good comic. <laughs> be a bunch of be a bunch of stick figures with boobs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like it's super bad it's like all he did was draw dicks that's all I could draw yeah. you know? so, that's all I can draw that's as, all as I can do sad is all I can do too is draw dicks and boobs well that's actually the only place I do draw you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, that is for another podcast. So we will go into that yeah. later. So, but well, uh, you know, I mean, as the music career, it's like you know, it wasn't my main. My first plan was to you know do penis puppeteering, but I'm glad that the music thing you know to get back up. <laughs> penis puppeteering. You know, some things just gr- don't grow into you know the opportunity that they think that you think they would. Well, so how did it feel to go back and look at the comic and or and read it after you know it was completed? Like, was it was it kind of cool to see your? Well, I was cool. I like the I like yeah. the art and what they did for the art, and we used some of the imagery for some posters. But you know, to tell you the truth, I kind of knew how it was going to end. You know what I mean? There was not a lot, not a lot of suspense in looking at a story where you know <laughs> where you, you know, wrote the where end you wrote already, the ending, you know? right? Yeah. I knew what was going to happen next, but I did enjoy the art, and I thought that they did a nice job, and it's cool to you know see other people have it. That's awesome. You know, so, I, it's nice. It's nice to see your songs growing to something else. That's cool. It's such a cool concept, you know. I mean, you know, the, the, like you said, it's such a, it's such an, um, and probably a really. Um, kind of like you know like like honor to kind of see somebody want to represent your music or your songs in 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 a in another um you know in another platform of artistic expression you know very much so yeah that's cool i'm excited i love all that that's what's the great thing about music you know you got songs you got performance you got recording you got photography you got album cover art you know you got tour posters or so many creative branches that kind of grow off the tree of music you know it's a it's a um it's a cool that's what i think what keeps it so interesting have you ever seen those 33 and a third books do you know what i'm talking about yeah those, yeah uh, i've read a couple like i always thought those were those were like kind of kind of cool you know i mean of course some of them are hit or miss but like i always thought that was kind of a kind of like the same thing where they kind of took something and you know you know you know took took it took an album and completely spun you know, like a soap opera or a dramatic story off of something, you know, and, you know, it, 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 it's, it's cool to see how, uh, how people can visually and even like in, in words interpret something that you've created, you know, it's pretty, it's a, it's kind of a heavy thought when you think about it, you know? Yeah. I like, I mean, I like, it's interesting. That, I mean, especially probably only interesting to musicians for most of that shit, but you know, I mm-hmm. think that, uh, I find I think there's a lot of, to learn from those books if you are a musician. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like to see, you know, to if you're looking at a structure, you know, it's like sometimes you get, you know, you might need to know what's up with concrete. What, you know, what is up? You know, what tools do you need? And some of those tools are time and some of those tools are a room or a personnel or whatever. And I think, you know, those, you know, those books also show kind of some of the, you know, that it wasn't the first time at bat that those guys knocked it out of park out of the park you know and i think that's important right. to a lot of you know musicians to like you know the difference between uh you know success and failure is just getting up one more time you know what i mean oh absolutely so is the comic book going to be available on tour like at the merch booth or is it only available online well we're actually bringing it on this tour but it's available on our website okay 
Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And I guess for those... just launched some Friday, Black Friday deals for the holidays. Oh, you know? look out, dude. I got I got to go get my Black Friday double XL walking paper shirt. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know, because I am, I'm a quote-unquote big fan, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thanks again, dude, for taking the time out to talk and everything and talk everything walking papers. Uh, what's going on with the rest? I mean, obviously, we're heading towards the end of the year. Are we going to see a headline U.S. tour from you guys next year? Are you guys going to kind of woodshed and start on some new stuff? I don't know. I mean, I know it's going to be cold when we get home, so we'll probably take advantage of uh, being indoors and then hopefully carve out some new material and then um, find a good time to squeeze that out. And then when things when the snow melts, maybe we'll find some new tours to jump on. But right at the particular moment, I guess we just did three in a row. So we're kind of maybe looking to get home and catch up on some laundry, catch up on some laundry. And, uh, Oh, and congratulations yeah. on the uh, nuptials, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's a, isn't it amazing? I found someone that would actually marry me. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> dude, I say that every fucking day, man. Dude, to that matter of fact, we just celebrated our 21st anniversary <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, every good man needs a good woman with a good boot, you know? <laughs> Keep us yeah. in line, man. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Well, look, I'm looking forward to seeing you when you guys are here in Atlanta and everything. And uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to chat, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for spreading the word. We appreciate it. No thank problem, you. Jeff. Well, look, good luck out on the road, man. And we'll see you soon, man. All right, my man. Take All right. Easy. You too.